Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And if you've been listening for any length of time, almost every episode you've heard me talking about Potapalooza. It's the last one. <laughs> Not that it's bad, but it has been a long day for me. I think I've done eight or nine of these interviews. But I'm, I'm excited for this last interview. And the lady's name is Phyllis. And Phyllis is a franchisee specialist. And so she is amazing at helping people to determine, you know, is it time to take your business to the next level and create a franchise? And she's also an international best-selling author. So welcome to the show, Phyllis. Thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate being here. So Phyllis, tell us quickly a little bit about yourself and how did you get into this? What a great question. So I started my career in franchising, actually going to work for a company that was a franchise called Sir Speedy Printing. And I went there to stuff envelopes. You're going to love that. Stuff <laughs> envelopes for a trade show. So I stuffed the envelopes. Then I helped them do the trade show. They called me back and asked me, the sales director gave me a stack of blue cards and said, would you please call these people? I said, sure, I'm willing to do that. And I ended up actually buying a Sir Speedy franchise um, two years later. Wow. And so I have been a franchise owner. I then spent, we owned that business for about three and a half years in downtown San Francisco, moved to Orange County, California, and bought uh, nine automotive tune-up centers. So I spent 10 years in automotive. And then I transferred over to helping people turn their business into a franchise. So I've done, I've sold franchises, I've been a franchise owner, and in today's world, franchising is a great way for people to consider expansion. That is awesome. So many years in the automotive field, I bet you, you learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, you can, I can't go into an automotive place, they can't pull the wool over my eyes, I know all the tricks. <laughs> I bet that's that's frustrating for them, because sometimes, you know, as a woman, I've experienced this where, um, you know, they thought I was dumb and stupid. Right. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm really thankful I've had, well, I call them God coincidences, but mm -hmm. I, I had a time when I did not know a lot about cars. I'm not dumb. I was just ignorant on the topic. Sure. And uh, the local Midas shop had a special day for women where they taught you all about your car. Love that. And one of the franchise, they, you know. Yeah. And one of the things they taught they taught was, you know, if if you're getting a quote on something or they're telling you something's wrong and it doesn't seem right, mm -hmm. 
get a second opinion. Yep. And so a couple of days later, I ended up in another mechanic shop. I won't name the place uh, because Midas couldn't take me in. Mm-hmm. And I was just getting an oil change. So I thought, oh, no big deal. Right. And they came out and they told me my shocks were gone. You know, the car's not safe to drive. Oh. They handed me this quote. And at the time, it was four hundred dollars. Might as well have been a million. I couldn't afford the four hundred dollars. Right. My kids were little. We had a lot of expenses. And so I thought, oh, what am I going to do? And, and the guy's saying, don't drive the car away from here. And I'm like, and I thought, well, it can't be that bad. I mean, I've been driving it. It can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. And I and the Midas was just down the street. So I thought, well, you know what? I don't care. I'm, I'm going to drive to Midas because if there is something wrong, I'd rather at least give them my money because they did the training mm-hmm. course. Right. So I get there and the guy recognizes me and. You know, he's asking me and we had just bought this used car. So it had been inspected. Mm-hmm. And so I told him what happened and he looked at the quote and he says, well, first of all, these numbers aren't right. And then he said, OK, you know, he went out, he bounced my car. He's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with your shocks. He puts it up on the hoist. He's like, Kim, there's nothing wrong with your shocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that awful? It just makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so women beware. <laughs> yes, women, I totally agree. But you know what's interesting, Kim, is you followed your instinct. And I think that's one of the gifts that we as women have is we do follow our gut. And uh, it's always have to listen to that. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos to you, man. Well, you know, it's interesting. I just got back from the International Franchise Convention. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, there was a gentleman sitting next to me in one of the sessions. And he has a mobile car wash and they do oil changes. And he said, we just got some funding. We've got all these corporate stores and we want to turn it into a franchise. So he's going to be working with my team to do just that. But he said to me, women do not like going to car washes, the rollover kind of car washes. They just don't feel they feel they don't feel safe. They feel like they're being taken advantage of. And people are loving the fact that they'll bring the mobile device, you know, mobile car to their house, change your oil and wash their car, too. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So talk a bit more about, you know, when is a business ready to franchise and can all businesses be franchised? Great question. So. Uh, first of all, the business has to be a working model and it has to have been a successful working model and profitable for at least two years. So they're not going to take just anybody who has, well, some people will, that's the thing you have to be cautious of. Um, but, and our industry is very regulated by the federal government. So in order for someone to franchise their business, they have to have a legal document called the franchise disclosure document. So it's really important that they find a franchise attorney and it's important that they work with an expert because there's a lot that goes into it because what they're looking for. And I remember I worked with a franchise attorney in California. His name was Irv Coit and he wrote the franchise Bible, just the salt of the earth, wonderful man. And when I worked with him and helped people start their franchises, he was always looking for the glue. What is the glue that's going to make it repeatable, profitable? And, you know, do they have what it takes to be a good franchise owner? And I will share with you one key item that somebody has to have to be a good franchise owner. They have to have a heart for people because they have to have the mentality. If they're going to turn this business into a franchise, 
that their focus is on the franchisees being successful with their baby, their model, right? Yes. Because the whole pro- the whole philosophy around franchising is duplicating what you're doing. And if they're successful, you're successful. It's I really never thought important. of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They say that if somebody has a problem, somebody in franchising has probably come up with a solution. <laughs> right? <laughs> there, there's a gentleman here in Orange County. He's called the B-Man. Okay. And I talked to him two and a half years ago when I moved down here to Orange County. And the problem with he's got a great business model, but it's not duplicatable, duplicatable because it takes so long to train the people to know how to get the bees, which is unfortunate, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I I think that's something, you know, you brought up some good points Mm -hmm. and, and that, I think that is one of the main points. Is it duplicatable just because you can do it? Mm -hmm. Can other people do it? Yeah. Yes. I've got a, I've got two that I can share with you, brand new ones. So I've got a gentleman who came to me and he had a pool table repair business and moving service. Well, what people don't think about is a pool table is like a, an antique. And people who own pool tables, you know, it's very important that they're moved correctly. Um, and so he st- he's got a franchise and he's in Northern California. And then the other one is a lady that is putting together, she has a a staffing business for preschool teachers. Preschool teachers, they don't know how to go find jobs. I mean, they have to try and call all the different preschools. And she had such a demand of people and they were so thrilled when they found her that we're going to duplicate that, take it across the country. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Pretty fun. Now I'm wondering about the pool table one though. Is there really that huge of a market for it that you could franchise it? Yes, because if you think about it, all the all the bars that have pool tables in them, mm. they get scratched, they get divvied all the time. And so oh. that creates right. I know you don't think about it. So no, I was thinking about a pool table in someone's home that might get moved like <laughs> once, right? Right. Yeah. So, so businesses in franchising come in either business to business. So his, his model is both business to business and business to consumer. So he covers both of those. So he has commercial side and he has the residential side. I've got another one that you'll be intrigued by. It's called Fiber New and it's a franchise out of Canada, actually. And what they do is... Are you? There you go. And it repairs plastics and leather. And so oh, okay. there was a gentleman and one of their one of their huge customers are anything in the medical field. So a gentleman went to the hospital and he knew a security guard there. And he said, I understand that if I get in this business, that you guys have a lot of leather, you know, like tables and all that kind of stuff that need repair. He said, oh, let me show you. He takes them down in the basement, opens up a door. The thing was just packed. Because in a hospital, if, if uh, something gets ripped or torn or whatever, they have to move it immediately and replace yeah. it with one that doesn't have that. Because So, I mean, there are just amazing things out there you just wouldn't know about. Oh, I, I would never think of something like that. That know, is right? awesome. Yes. Now, you're also an author, right, Phyllis? I am. Okay, yes. so we got a couple of minutes left. Tell me a little bit about your book. 
So I was invited to be in a compilation book, and it's called The Gift of the Universe Through Women That Lead. And it was such a great experience for me because I had to talk about what were the skills that I use as a leader, as a female executive. And, you know, it really made me kind of go inside and think, what are those skills that I used? And one of the things that I realized in doing that soul searching, if you will, is that I realized that the reason that I have been successful and the reason that I my career has morphed the way it has is because I've always been willing to say yes. I believe that when you are offered something to do, you need to say yes, because you don't know what's on the other side of that. And I've always been willing and curious to say, yes, sure, I'll try that. Sure, I'll, you know, whatever. And so um, that's really been the cornerstone of my career is that willingness to say yes. And it started out as a little girl on a golf course. That's why my topic is from lemonade stand to franchise expert, because I I raise money for my uh, church to put in a stained glass window. And we happen to have a house on the golf course. So I did a lemonade stand on the golf course. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So we got a couple of minutes. This is a question I ask everyone who's an author who comes on the show. Now, obviously, you didn't do a full book. You did a chapter, but I think some of this would apply. So what was the good, the bad, and the ugly about getting that chapter done for that book? The good was the great experience of going within. The bad was English has never been my strong suit. So quite honestly, it was a real stretch for me to actually do that. Mm -hmm. But the experience was fabulous. And oh, by by the way, I had to do it in two weeks. (laughs) I mean, it was like we've got two spots left and I had to do it in two weeks. Sometimes a tight deadline is the best thing that can happen. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, but I would I would encourage anybody who has not done a book to definitely work with you and do a book. It is there's something very um, exciting and liberating about doing that. I've been in an, in two other. Well, I've got one coming out myself that's going to be um, it's kind of like the 15 steps to looking for a franchise mm-hmm. um, and it'll be out in a couple of months. Congratulations. Baby book. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. What a, what a day this has been. So you know what, Phyllis, I, I, I'm getting a little tired of. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I, my listeners know I am not usually tongue tied. So I just want well, to, you know what, Kim, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to have you on my podcast. So you can tell my viewers podcast. how they can start a franchise and write a book about it, about their adventure. I will be there. Yeah, and I'll make sure fun. I sleep first. <laughs> there you go. It's been a real pleasure. I I so appreciate you inviting me on your podcast. Well, thank you so much. So this has been Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the very next episode. Have a great day, everyone. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility, 
and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.